Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Goddamn Vikings! Nobody misses the extra point. So they had to do one little kick and now I'm ruined? No bitch to me. Bet with your head. No over it. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to The Juice, the serious gambling podcast for the not-so-serious gambler. We are here today with the NFL Week 3 Gambling Preview. Super excited to be here. Really glad to be coming off of a better week, man. Week 1 was tough. Got the Pick'em record back to close to 500. Still struggling with some player props. Going to talk to Survivor, everything we normally do. And we're going to do it all here in just one second. But just a reminder that I host multiple shows on the Player Profiler YouTube channel and podcast channel. My main show, The Dynasty Warzone, it's been dropping on Thursdays. And what we're doing, much like we're doing a weekly betting preview here on The Juice, during the dynasty season, we're doing an in-season stock report. We're going game by game, and we're breaking down whose stock's going up for dynasty fantasy football, whose stock is going down for dynasty fantasy football. Again, you can find that on Player Profiler and on the Dynasty Warzone. Going to be getting back to some unique content for the Dynasty Warzone here real soon, and want to give a shout-out to the Player Profiler YouTube subscribers. Uh, the last time I asked for everybody to go over and sub, they did. And we're going to give you a good reason to. So thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to get right into this. Um, remember, two YouTube channels, Player Profiler, Dynasty Warzone. If you're listening on the audio feed on Saturday, two audio channels, Dynasty Warzone and Player Profiler. So I will not waste any time, but I do have... Uh, a survivor pick for you. I get a recap last week's survivor pick, but we've got a new sponsor. Let's take a minute, literally one minute, and hear from the folks at Betel. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, I wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Betel. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Betel platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Betel is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD, or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. There you go. New sponsor, Betel. Check them out. I, I've got some credits. I'm going to be on there myself checking it out uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm actually free, and I'm going to sit down and upload some of my better Dynasty teams in there and see if I can't get some uh, some action. Uh, also, another new podcast here on the channel. It's called the Pick'em Power Hour, just like it's, just like it says. It's Pick'ems. Uh, you know, underdogs got Pick'ems. I do Pick'ems. So whether you're picking Dynasty players, fantasy players, or picking your nose, check out the guys at the Pick'em Power Hour. All right, look at that. Less than five minutes in, already got a commercial done, and I'm already on to the survivor pool. So, man, last week, 
uh, was an interesting one. You know, the first week of the season, I thought, you know, the Washington Commandos, I thought they were trying to kill me. You know, if you we talked about last week, the ESPN and the probability rankings that, you know, they were like a 65% chance to lose that game. Washington came through. They won the game. Well, if Washington tried to kill us, the Giants almost did. So I picked the Giants last week. I got a little bit more on the Giants later. But I picked the Giants last week, and it looked bad. 28-7 to at one point, and... But as that that snowball got rolling down the mountain, I, I felt so good about how that was going. And I'm not going to pretend like we didn't get lucky, but that's the point of Survivor. You have to get lucky. You you have to get lucky to win one of these mega million, you know, contests. Even if it's a small contest like the one that I'm doing. I mean, mine's a hundred dollar entry fee, but you know, a lot of people in there, and uh, you know, a lot of team, a lot of people have burnt the good teams. And and that's why I, I, I guess I'll, I'll get into that. Now I did promise I would show my sheet. I'll share my screen here in, in just a minute at the end of the survivor segment, if you're watching live on YouTube, so you can kind of get an idea of, of what I do. But a lot of people have already burned a lot of the good teams like Baltimore, like Buffalo last week against the Raiders, you know, Buffalo played Houston, Dallas. They could have picked Dallas against the jets with no Aaron Rodgers. Philly. They could have picked Philly against Minnesota. Uh, they, they they could have you know picked Kansas City week one. If they'd have picked Kansas City in week one, they would have been eliminated. That actually happened. Something like eleven percent of the initial pool on the, the the circa millions. They bet Kansas City week one. Detroit beat them. Those people got eliminated. And the point is to survive, but the point is to win. But it's it's to win long enough to get some equity in your entry. Now, let's say you were one of 100 left in a million-dollar pool. I, I reference Circa Millions a lot. I think it's the biggest one, and I think it's a million bucks plus. Well, if you can whittle that down from whatever it was, 2,000, 5,000, whatever their final number of entries were, if you can get down to the final 100, let's say that happens somewhere around like week 11 or 12, well, technically, if the jackpot's just a million dollars, then your equity at 100 left is is technically $10,000. Now you can't go in and cash out and say, "Hey, I'll take my 10,000." That's not how it works, but you can sell those on sites. Um, you know, there, there, there's these betting, it's almost like eBay for betting, and you could potentially sell this. You could cash out your stake, these hosting companies, maybe your equity's worth 10,000. They can look at the teams you have left and, and you could sell them. So that's why I'm not trying to sell my entry. I mean, I'd like to win it all. But I'm, I'm also playing it by ear, but I'm making my entry more valuable because I've not burnt any good teams. As a matter of fact, I would say I've, I've burnt some of the worst teams. You know, I, as the season gets longer and longer, do you think we want to use Washington or New York Giants? Because there's not a lot of games to, to look at. So what I want to do is I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And I've got to pull up my, my survivor pick. It's right here. Now, this is exactly what, what I do. This is, um, I can't see the, the website at the bottom. This is a digital copy. I just go through here and you see all the little circles. These are the games that I'm circling each and every week. And I just keep crossing off the lines. And eventually I hope to get to where, you know, there, there's not much left. And it looks like a, like a chessboard to a degree. So 
this is what I do. This is how I update my sheet. And uh, it keeps me on track. It keeps me focused. And this week, if you look at week three and you look at it, you know, from a vertical standpoint, there are quite a few games this week that that we could potentially use. Um, I'm going to remove this and put myself back on the screen. But but you look at this and from a survivor standpoint this week, I, I really see four options. Now, really, there are more. Like if, if you really wanted to burn Kansas City, I think Kansas City against Chicago is a great opportunity. That's one of the four. Baltimore hosting Indy, that would be one of the four. Dallas at Arizona, that would be one of the four. But we mentioned those weeks, those week 12 and week 16 weeks, the holiday weeks where you've got to have two, two teams survive that week. And those are the weeks that like week 16 is, is a week where, um, you know, I got Kansas City earmarked that week, home game. Holiday week against the Raiders. They've they've done very well historically against the Raiders. And then that week 12 week, that's Thanksgiving week. I've got Dallas at home against Washington. Washington's been feisty, 2-0 to date. But I think by the time we get to week 12, that's when I'm going to want to use, when I'm going to want to use the Dallas Cowboys. So, so who is my pick this week? It's a great question. I'm glad you're asking. Um, I'm going Seattle. Taking Seattle at home, hosting Carolina. It's Carolina. They're on a short week. They played Monday night football. Uh, they're making one of the longer domestic flights in the NFL to fly all the way from the East Coast, about midway down. You know, I'm no geographer, but, you know, that, that right there in the middle uh, of the East Coast. And they've got to fly all the way up to the Pacific Northwest and, and play Seattle on, on a short week. And they've got to do it without their rookie quarterback, the 101 overall. And in fairness, Andy Dalton is a serviceable, is a very serviceable quarterback. But Carolina's got a bad offensive line, and Andy Dalton, kind of like Matt Ryan, really can't move. And Andy Dalton didn't do a ton last year when he was the QB at times intermittently for the New Orleans Saints with, with famous Jameis. So for me, I think Carolina's going to try and dink the dunk the ball down the field. Um, I've got more on this game later and a lot of people may say that, you know, uh, the Seahawks lost at home earlier to the Rams. I, that doesn't really bother me. That's a division game. The Rams play Seattle incredibly difficult regardless uh, of where the game is. So my survivor pick week three, I'm going Seattle because again, I referenced, you know, later in the season, I'm going Seattle over Carolina. Best case I could look at with Seattle later in the season is potentially, you know, picking up games against Arizona. You know, they, they, they get to play Arizona twice, but I'm going Seattle. I'm using them week three. I'm going to continue to save the big dogs, Dallas, Kansas City, Philly, San Francisco. I'm going to save those guys for later, make my selection a little bit more equitable as we get closer to Thanksgiving. And there you go. Seattle Seahawks, my survivor pick for week three. Now, let's go Pick'em Palooza. That's where we pick five winners or try to five winners against the spread. Um, I'm doing a free version with pregame.com. Um, this is the last week. If you've not done this or you're new to the show, Action Network, go to favorites.actionnetwork.com and you can sign up for their version of this. Now, the reason why you can with the Action Network is because they drop two weeks of scoring. So they're going to take five scores really across 16 weeks. 
So what is that? That's 90. You're going to have 90, you know, scores. Uh, the only problem is, is that your competition has the ability to drop their two worst weeks, but you know what? It's free. Uh, I listened to their podcast. They gave away 1500 bucks to this week's winner. So th th there's cash prizes. Uh, same with the one that I'm in. Now you can't enter it. Mine's at pregame.com. Uh, another great gambling podcast. And uh, I moved up. I I'm going to share my screen. Uh, for those of you watching, if, if you're watching out of 1,504 entries, I am currently 694th. So I'm in the top 50%. Not bad considering I got my junk kicked in in week one. Went one and four, just brutal out of the gate. But if you listen to gambling content, whether it be this show, the other shows I've already mentioned, it kind of feels like everybody's around 500. Uh, the show that I mentioned, pregame.com, RJ Bell, his group went four and one in week one and then went one and four this past week. You know, I did the opposite. I went one and four in week one and I went three, one and one this week. Let's get into my results from last week from my pick'em contest. Again, some of these numbers have changed, but on this on this particular on this particular platform, the, the the numbers lock a little bit earlier in the week, so the numbers have changed a little bit. I'll discuss that as we as we move along. Uh, my results from last week: I had the Colts plus one and a half at Houston. Colts won outright. I didn't love what I saw from Houston's defense. Uh, I know D'Amico Ryan's is is probably going to wind up being a pretty good head coach. He just doesn't have all the tools yet. And the Colts, despite giving up the number of points they did, they kind of put it in cruise control. I think the Colts have got a pretty good defense, and they've got one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. So when you're doing these pick'em contests or you're doing these survivor contests, man, looking at the backup QB, because if your QB gets nuked somewhere throughout the game, like Anthony Richardson did last week, I felt pretty good with a guy like Anthony Richardson having a backup like, like Gardner Minshew. Uh, the other game, it's the most that I can remember laying in one of these contests in a while, and it was the Bills hosting the Raiders, laying eight. I'm not going to lie. I got that little twinge in my belly when the Raiders went down and scored their opening drive, but it was all Bills from there, and they, they blew them out. Bills covered the eight easier. Uh, in a game that I actually thought was pretty good uh, was the Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I had it. If you watched last week, I even showed the graphic on the screen. I had the Packers plus one and a half. I truly think the Packers should have won that game outright, but that's what happens when you can't stop the run. And whether you play fantasy or dynasty and whether you like Arthur Smith or not, he's got a certain coaching style. He steers into it, and his team's 2-0. and He's actually 16-20 and in, in three years. Without, without a real quarterback. So a lot, lot of respect and props to the Atlanta Falcons, but I got there. They won by one. I was saved by the hook. That was my third win. My one loss was I had the Giants minus four at Arizona. And that's that's tremendous. I, uh, I, I thought that was going to be a slam dunk. I thought the Giants were going to come out and they were going to kick the Arizona Cardinals right square in the junk. And they kind of did, but a little too late. They won by three. Uh, just happy the Giants won. I'll trade the one loss in the contest to get the Giants through on Survivor. 
And then the one loss that I had last week to to have me me settle at three one and one was the Saints minus three at Carolina. I got the tie. I'm going to be honest. I didn't appreciate the octopus at the end of the game by Carolina, and by that matter, through New Orleans. It's like you let them drive all the way down. You let them get within a field goal. They score a touchdown and the two point conversion. They got the octopus. They cut it from what was a was eleven down to three, and because of that, I got the tie. A little salty on that one, but all in all, it was a good week. Three winners, one loser, and one push. Going to jump right into my picks for this particular week. Now I have got the New England Patriots at the New York Jets, and I am laying two and a half with the Patriots. Real simple. Better head coach, better quarterback. I'm not saying Max the better quarterback by a lot, but I got the better quarterback. And as good as that Jets defense is, and it's it's really good. The, the the New England defense is pretty darn good as well. Like you saw what they did to Miami. Miami didn't exactly crush them last week. So I think the Patriots win this game, and I think they actually win it by a touchdown. Big fan of the Patriots this week. Packers. Packer backer again. Uh, Packers at home to New Orleans. I am laying two. Uh, fun stat about New Orleans. They've only allowed 20 points a game for something like eight games. Or 20 points or less, I should say. Not going to deter me. Not going to de- deter me one bit. Uh, I'm going Packers. Uh, Christian Watson practiced on Friday. Aaron Jones has been practicing on a limited basis. And I don't think New Orleans offense is set up to do what the Packers don't do well. The Packers are not very good against the run, which would be great if if New Orleans had Alvin Kamara or Jamal Williams was healthy. Kind of excited to see Kendra Miller, as as some of you know, those of you that are maybe just here for the gambling content. I do dynasty fantasy football content, and Kendra Miller was one of my was one of my guys. He's actually got a prop uh, out on MGM Grand promo code Underworld, uh, fifty one and a half yards. So not too bad on Kendra in in his uh, first start. But I'm taking the Packers. I'm laying the two at home. Same thing with the Lions. With the Lions, I'm going to lay three. I'm laying three at home with the Lions. I think I'm getting the better team. And this is nothing against the Falcons, but the Falcons aren't at home. And I think this will be a higher scoring game than it looks like. But I know this. I know the Lions are are the kind of team, you know, I want to get Dan Campbell coming off of a loss, especially coming off of a loss at home, a little embarrassing. Yeah, Gardner, Gardner, Chauncey, whatever, with his, you know, blue shysty mask and, you know, wanting to get thuggish, as as he put it. You know, um, I forget the exact term he said about Detroit, but he encouraged everybody to wear a blue ski mask, uh, also known as a shysty, and, and they got whooped and didn't look very good in the game. I mean, they scored a lot of points, but I, I don't think the Atlanta offense is equal to the – Seattle offense. So I'm going to lay three with the Lions. And if it was three and a half, probably wouldn't be on my card. Totally fine. Next one, Seattle at home to Carolina. I mentioned earlier, you're going to hear more about this game. Uh, the actual line in this game has moved. Uh, this is what they, what they call closing line value. The contest line is minus five and a half. If you're trying to bet this right now, I believe it's minus six and a half on bet MGM grand. 
So I think the Seattle Seahawks beat the crap out of them. I, I really do. Uh, I'm not worried about the Rams loss at home earlier in the season. Again, divisional game. Sean McVay and Raheem, uh, oh my gosh, he used to coach Tampa Bay. He has Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron used to be with that group, and he's the offensive coordinator in Seattle. Um, that's that's apples and pomegranates. I like Seattle at home. I'm going to be fading Carolina, Arizona. I'm going to be fading these teams a lot. And then this last one, Sunday night football, Steelers on the road at Las Vegas. To me, this is a wrong team favorite. Uh, this number's actually moved. I'm actually not getting the best of this line. I believe this number last I looked was the Steelers plus two and a half. And I think the 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 Betty market and these contests, these pick'em lines has has it a little bit backwards. I don't think we're 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 waiting enough that the Steelers have played two of the best, two of the top five, in my opinion, defenses in the NFL. I mean, we we've seen over and over again how good San Francisco is, and then Cleveland. Uh, I think all the love on the defensive side of the ball has really went to Dallas, justifiably so. San Francisco, justifiably so. I think Philadelphia, when they're healthy, are in that com- conversation, especially the the front seven. I know they've got some injuries in their in their defensive backfield, but Cleveland's right there too. Cleveland has not allowed one single play in the red zone all year, and I believe the George Pickens seventy yard jailbreak, you know, touchdown was the only touchdown they've allowed all year, at least on the offensive end of the ball when Deshaun Watson's not handing them over. I think this is the wrong team favored. Uh, and, and, and I think you can run on the Raiders, and I, I think we're going to establish the run, and we're going to hear more about that in just one second. Uh, I've got one more commercial break. I'll get you some prop picks, and then I'll get you guys the heck out of here. And uh, this way you guys can enjoy your weekend. But let's take a quick minute and hear about our friends at Bet Openly. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer to peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on Bet Openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is Underworld. Check it out. Yeah, check out Bet Openly and get in there and see if you can't find a rogue person offering a bad line. Because I think that's the the biggest way to leverage Bet Openly is because you're betting with other bettors and not necessarily a casino. Again, do some shopping. You might find something that you like and you might be like, whoa, whoa. I mean, why are the Raiders getting points? If you like the Raiders, I, I don't. But you get the point. Bet Openly, check it out. The promo code is Underworld. Let's get into three-player props. Went one and two last week. Uh, again, I feel like the process is right, but I learned a valuable lesson. And when and when you learn a lesson, you share the lesson. First thing, I will get into my one of the three that I won. So I went one and two. Josh Jacobs over two and a half receptions. This hit in the second quarter. Uh, he had two catches on the first drive of the game. Got there. This one was no sweat. And then I realized as I was watching the Giants game, how much I had on the line. 
I had the Giants in the contest. That cost me. The Giants barely escaped with the the survivor pick. I barely got there. And then I realized I had two prop bets on that game. And and my big takeaway is is you don't want to put too many eggs in the same basket. Uh, Unless something's just really off and the bookmakers, the line makers, they really miss something that's that's just like really askew. Uh, I, I I can't put so many eggs in one basket. I do know that I, I have Carolina twice, but that's how strongly I believe in the play. To be honest, I don't believe I have any any Carolina props. Had James Conner over two and a half receptions, a number he had hit in eight out of his previous nine, and it was just game script. Arizona got way up. They weren't checking down to the running back. You weren't getting those cheap those cheap garbage time receptions from James Conner, and then the exact opposite for Paris Campbell. Same thing. Uh, It went against my handicap. I thought the Giants would be up. I thought they would pound the ball with, say, say, easy for me to say, Saquon Barkley. I thought they'd pound the ball with him, and that wasn't the case. So uh, the Giants cost me in a lot of ways. Luckily, I'm still a survivor, and I can move on to this upcoming week. So my my first prop, if you're watching live on YouTube, you'll see it highlighted here on BetMGM Grand. Again, promo code UNDERWORLD. If you're checking out BetMGM Grand in a municipality where that's copacetic. Uh, Amon Ra under six and a half receptions. Uh, you're laying a significant amount of juice. You're laying a buck fifty, but it's for good reason. Uh, I think that the book, if the book set this at five and a half, I think they'd get pounded on the over. I I don't think five and a half is a bad number. Uh, And this really comes down to the Atlanta defense. First of all, before I get into the Atlanta defense, Amon Ra is not 100% healthy. Now, not that that's ever stopped him before from going out and putting up a good game. I mean, I'm I'm not going to put him, at least from a fantasy standpoint, from that standpoint in that Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase category yet from like dynasty fantasy football. But he would be the 101 of wide receivers if you were just going off the dog rating. He's clearly got the dog in him, but there's a reason why this prop is is juiced to the under. He has to get seven catches for me to lose this prop. The Atlanta Falcons are giving up eight and a half total receptions to the wide receiver position, period, per game. So I'll say that in a little bit better way to understand it. So through two games, Atlanta to the wide receivers, not the tight ends, not the running backs, just the wide receivers. In two games, they've given up 17 total receptions. So eight and a half a, eight and a, half a game to the wide receiver position on average. So Amon Ra St. Brown would have to get about 80% of that for him to go over this number of six and a half receptions. Um, they've got A.J. Terrell. He's a shadow corner. He will move around. I think he'll be on Amon Ra St. Brown, and I think you could get a good Sam Laporte today. You see here on this graphic, of receptions for Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds last week, he paid huge dividends for me. I went over on on, on him last week in, in some personal props. He did great, and I, I think it could be him again. I think the one that the, the Atlanta Falcons will come into this game trying to take out of the game will be Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he'll be fine. He could be like in that four or five for you know, 60 or 65 you know, still 10 PPR points for those of you fantasy gaming. I just don't think this is going to be one where you look back at the end of the season and it was like, yep, he absolutely killed that one. Uh, I'll move on to my next one, and I'm going back to the Rashad White bucket. 
I'm, I'm going back to the well again on Rashad White. And, and this is simply a play on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles right now are one of the best matchups for running backs in the league. And, you know, I, I didn't think that was possible considering the fact that they've given up 16 receptions on the season to the running back position and an average of 49 yards per game to the running back position. And, and what do I like about this game that, that maybe didn't happen the first game with Rashad White and when he was at Minnesota is that they're playing the Eagles and they're the underdog and the Eagles are a really good team. And, and, and this is where the Eagles are susceptible right now is, is to the running back and, and somewhat to the tight end. I, I don't hate Kate Otten's uh, play on this as well, but this is just really a play on the point spread. It's a play on what the Eagles have done through two weeks. It's a play on Baker Mayfield being a check down quarterback and this being a pretty low number. Uh, I think this is how they'll have to get after him. I mean, Dara Slay, Darius Slay, Darius, whatever. Uh, Slay, the, the cornerback for Philadelphia, he'll probably be on Mike Evans. So it'll be Dink and Dunk underneath Kate Otten, Chris Godwin, Rashad White. So 16 and a half yards. I'm going over. I did not like his reception prop because it was three and a half. If you want to get crazy and and, and, and you want to do it, I, I, I don't love it. Uh, I do love this over. What I wanted to do, I wanted to do a little parlay on this. This is not an official pick, uh, but I wanted to go Rashad White under rushing yards, and I wanted to parlay that over receiving yards. It wouldn't let me. It wanted me to do two straight bets. I, I was not down for that, but Rashad White over 16 and a half. And then the last one, I don't think I can help myself. I'm going Najee Harris over 12 and a half rush attempts. It's a prideful organization. And Kenny Pickett's not been great. You know, we were kind of fooled a little bit in the preseason. Uh, just reminds me next year to be even sharper in the preseason because I kind of got a little too excited about what Kenny Pickett was doing, the offense in general was doing. Remember in the preseason, multiply the bad by two, divide the good divide the good by two and and that's where you're going to wind up a lot but I do like this number the the Raiders have have faced 28 and a half rush attempts per game over the first two games of the season uh that's not even like in the top five but it is in the top third of the league and I think the Steelers will keep this game close uh, I don't think the the Raiders will run away with this game and I, I think they're going to try to establish Najee Harris it doesn't mean that I was right because this is one of the the season long things that I've, I've I've struggled with is that Najee was my guy from a fantasy standpoint coming into the season, but I'm not going to be shocked if he gets you know 16 17 carries and they really try to establish him against a against a Raiders team that I don't think super good. I think this is a game they went outright anyway, so I think Najee is going to go over 13 and a half. So there you go. That is the show. That is the juice. Uh, be sure to check out the Dynasty War Zone. Be sure to check out the Pick'em Power Hour. Be sure to check out everything we're doing here on Player Profilers YouTube channel. A lot of good stuff. We stream live. It's just for you guys. We were trying to stream to X for a while. We're like, no, you know what? We're going to be loyal to the YouTube audience. That's a better audience for us. We get better traction, better support because the YouTube audience is great. And then never, ever, ever, ever for a second underappreciate 
what the the podcast audience does. The podcast audience was the audience that that grew both channels, grew the Dynasty Warzone and Player Profiler. So if you're listening to this, watching this, supporting this in any way, thank you. Thank you so much for what you do with us from Player Profiler. Now, I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to play a thank you from the Podfather, and, he, and he's very sincere. I, I've had the conversations with Matt. He's very passionate about this audience, this brand, and, and what he's doing at Player Profiler. But I wanted you to hear it from me. Thank you for the support. Thank you to everybody who watched the live stream. Thank you to everybody who listens. You know what? And if you haven't already, subscribe everywhere. Leave a review. Till next week, guys, week four. Let's have some fun. And remember, bet with your head, not over it. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. Figure with a little juice. No, we think that juice. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. won a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak